you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Still fully vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. As always, a big show for you on this Wednesday. On the other side of the glass, we've got producer Justin and the specialists. Cast of dozens. Wave, everybody. I see you back there. Hey, appreciate all your help. Uh, Cast of dozens to help us put on this show for you. And uh, here to my left is one and only Michael F. Florio. Uh, rocking the Knicks flag today, man. I have to. I mean, three and one. They they beat the Sixers last night. It wasn't even close. <laughs> first place. I'm feeling really good as a Knicks fan right now. You should be, right? I mean, the Knicks are turning a corner, which I know this isn't a basketball show. I don't care. Uh, I know <laughs> it's funny because here it is. I am. I am. I'm. You know, I'm in my mid 40s now, right? And everybody keeps telling me that. The NBA is so much better when the Knicks are good. And I want proof. I need <laughs> proof. So I want the Knicks to be good so I can actually see if that's the case. The, the, it, it's true solely because we get videos of Knicks fans going crazy outside <laughs> of the garden after each win. And they just get better and better. And to me, like, they're almost more fun. Those videos are more fun than watching the actual games. I just know, like, I follow I follow both Desus and Mero on Twitter. And, like, seeing their tweets when the Knicks are good are 
that's pretty much worth it to me. So. De- decades in the making. It is decades, literally <laughs> decades. I mean, the last time the Knicks were relevant, O.J. Simpson was on a slow speed chase <laughs> on the freeway. That's all you really need to know. Uh, all right, we got plenty to talk about on the show today. We'll have our big questions for Week Eight, including how long Jalen Hurts can keep up this twenty point streak that he is on. We will have some sleepers for you, and of course, we will preview all of the games on the Thursday and Mon- or Thursday and Sunday slate of games, I should say, which actually segues us perfectly into. Some some fantasy headlines. We will start with that Thursday night game because uh, the Packers are kind of in a bad way right now when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, They have placed Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, It looks for now that Lazard is just out. Uh, He is reportedly unvaccinated, so he is going to have to be out for five days, which takes him out of this game here. Now, as of the time that we're recording this, Devontae Adams is not officially out. It doesn't look good. He has to have a pair of negative tests 24 hours apart. So it, it seems very difficult for him to, to play this week against the Cardinals. Uh, we know there's no Alan Lazard. Uh, I mean, it's sort of bleak when it comes yeah. to pass catchers. I mean, who, who gets the boost if we don't have Devontae Adams this week? I, I think if... Marquez Valdez-Scantling plays. I think I would make him the number one wide receiver there. At the very least, he has a good chance of, you know, a potential deep ball there. And and then otherwise, I think it's Randall Cobb and it's St. Brown there. But realistically, I'm anticipating a lot of Bob Tunyon and a lot of passes for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I'm more excited to get, uh, like, A.J. Dillon in a flex spot than I would be to get one of their receivers outside of maybe MVS if he's activated. But even him, he needs to be activated off of the IR and and show them that he's good to go to play. So it, it's a very bleak situation right here in Green Bay. I think Tunyon and the running backs got the biggest boost. I thought that this could be the week that the Cardinals take their first loss, right? Yeah. Like that, that, you know, even at home, uh, you know, the, the, the Packers on the road, I felt like – uh, they still had enough to maybe take down Arizona. I don't feel that way anymore <laughs> with, with with some of these guys missing. I am with you though on the the Bob Tunyon thing. I think he sees a boost. I know the I think the numbers are last year in the couple games without Devontae Adams, Tunyon averaged about twenty seven I think fantasy points per game. Whatever it was it was a really big there it is uh, twenty five almost twenty five fantasy points per game without Devontae Adams last year. I, I don't know if he gets you quite that many, but he does see some more targets. I really thought after last week that, you know, he, he had his touchdown. He had the 63 receiving yards. I'm like, all right, well, you're not starting him every week. It's not going to happen. At least one more week, though. I think he, he <laughs> yeah. comes in there. Yeah, he the usage – and they're good, like, like, I think in the red zone especially, he is going to be the number one target. That is typically Devontae Adams. If he's not a go, it, it'll be big Bob Tunyon. Um, Marcus, are you lowering Aaron Rodgers this week? I think you have to. Yeah, I just I don't know how how you get around it. Um, you know, I, and he's been playing really well lately. But I just think that with without his number one target in that offense, I don't see him putting up the same kind of numbers, especially against the good Arizona defense. Yeah, and and they get pressure, and that's the one thing that that you know can mess up Aaron Rodgers. I currently have him at QB nine. Considering though, like right behind him is Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow. I might, I might flip him behind those two. Yeah, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. So we'll, we'll see what happens. What, what looked like was going to be a really great game on paper, 
uh, has lost some of its shine just because uh, there are going to be a lot of guys who aren't particularly there this week. Uh, in Houston, Tyrod Taylor is returning to practice for the Texans after sitting out with a hamstring injury. Now, there was a quote this morning from Texans head coach David Culley basically insinuating that uh, we may not necessarily see Tyrod Taylor starting, that Davis Mills is getting a lot of the first-team reps in practice. They want to make sure he's ready in the event that, that Taylor couldn't go. And I'm paraphrasing here, but basically the the comment was, if we were sure Tyrod could play, he would be getting those first-team reps. So it may be another week of, of Davis Mills at quarterback, but whenever Tyrod returns, does it make you feel better about anybody besides just Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I, I think it's a big boost for Cooks, who is in single digits in three of his last four games. I also think David Johnson would get a boost in value here. Nico Collins, another name, uh, just because the quality of targets is going to go up. Uh, the fact that they won't be punting every three plays uh, will lead to more just offensive plays for the Houston Texans. Like this past week, the Texans offense was basically three and out. They had a safety and a field goal. And that was all of their points in week seven. It was brutal to watch. Um, I think Taylor won with his mobility. He is just a better play. He's a better passer. So I, I'm boosting up Nico Collins, who's been more utilized as of late. He has been the second target two weeks in a row now behind Brandon Cooks. And then David Johnson, they just like to get him involved in the passing game. He saw uh, season high in touches and targets this past week. So I think those two and Brandon Cooks would gain uh, a boost in value with Tyrod Taylor back. I, I mean, just, uh, anything I think is a big a big boost for everybody. I mean, the gap in targets between uh, Cooks and everybody else, it's, it's the Grand Canyon right now. So uh, <laughs> it would be nice to sort of see some more folks involved. I know we're not necessarily going to be all in um, on the Texans offense, but it would definitely definitely help a little bit. In New York, the Jets have made a trade. The trade deadline's actually coming, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, the Jets have acquired Joe Flacco. So he's back. He's, he's back. With they Hank traded Green. for a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Get excited. They needed an elite quarterback. They went out and they got Joe Flacco, so everything's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, I think in the short term, though, I still think we're going to see Mike White probably get the start this week for the Jets. But yeah, after that, who knows? Would Flacco starting make you more excited about any of the Jets pass catchers? No. No. <laughs> I, I, I saw Joe Flacco playing for the Jets last year, and it was brutal. I, I'm at the point now where, like, I cut Jamison Crowder in a bunch of leagues this week because Wilson's out two to four weeks. He, Crowder is not usable as long as Zach Wilson's out. I would try my hardest to get away from Corey Davis. In fact, I think White starting is better for the Jets because White was just dumping the ball off to Michael Carter a whole bunch. That is the one Jet player that I am excited about in fantasy moving forward. The rest, I, I want out of my lineups. And Marcus, let me tell you, no one is more excited for the Knicks hot start than Jet fans right now. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> taking some of the attention off of them at this point. I, I I feel like nothing changes for me with this offense. Maybe maybe Carter does see some more targets. Maybe that helps. But I, I was only barely in on them to begin with. Um I think like, it, can you, know. you start Corey Davis? Not going not forward? regularly. I, yeah. No, I mean you know uh, what you started him maybe during Bymageddon. Um yeah. but that's kind of it. I, I had a friend who put Corey Davis on the trade block today, and I was like, yeah, everyone's gonna give you a good <laughs> trade for Corey Davis. What are we doing here? Oh man, that's just like uh, 
Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny too because I was I was putting this rundown together yesterday and thinking about the Jets' offense. I remembered what I said repeatedly during the preseason is that you know I was starting to get excited about what the Jets' offense can be, but I also threw in the caveat that I know this is probably going to come back to bite me <laughs> at some point. Um, and I I would say it kind of has. Uh, you know, not that I heavily invested in Jets, but it it just hasn't worked out. If if Michael Carter goes down, this this will be a team that I have zero interest in managing. Zero interest. And I look, I know there are Jets fans out there and you watch this team every week and I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I, I am. Like I, I get it, you have a loyalty to them and, and that is respected and appreciated. But uh, I also have sympathy for you that you, you have to watch this offense every week because it is bad. Uh, all right. Uh, that gets us to week eight buys. It is not nearly as awful as it was last week. Instead of 16 on a buy, we have just two. It is the Ravens Ravens and the Raiders. So a look at some of the notable players on a buy on the Ravens side. That means you're missing Lamar Jackson, Latavius Murray, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, who we just got in our lives uh, not all that long ago, and Mark Andrews uh, on the Raiders side. Derek Carr, who is playing some really good football right now. Josh Jacobs, although he is a little bit banged up after what we saw last time. Kenyon Drake, who's starting to kind of get some more run. Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller, who obviously didn't play in Week 7 because of an ankle injury. So uh, this one's not nearly as bad as it was last. We we can maneuver around this a little bit more. Yeah, it's a lot easier. I felt really good looking over my lineups compared to last (laughs) week. One quick thing, though. Rashad Bateman is still available in like 90% of NFL.com leagues. He's not going to show up if you go by like Week 8 projections. You're going to have to actually type his name in. But grab this guy now because I I think you're going to want him on your fantasy roster after the moving forward I definitely think so it looks like he is integrating pretty well into that offense I wasn't sure about it but so far uh you know I know it's a small sample size but so far it's it's been pretty good check it out we got three big questions for you heading into week eight that will hopefully help you not mess up your starting lineup the first one actually has to do with maybe what we're wish casting what we're hoping for what we would like to see happen the nfl trading deadline is coming up in just a handful of days it is november 2nd i believe the actual deadline is at 4 p.m eastern on november 2nd so we've already seen a few you know trades here and there we talked about the joe flacco deal him going uh back to new york blockbuster blockbuster right it's going to change everything <laughs> um but i i figured who is out there that is in a bad situation that we would like to see maybe freed and going somewhere else. So the question is, which player would you most like to see traded before the deadline? Uh, for me and my fantasy teams, as well as for this player, I would like to see Allen Robinson get out of a city that he has made it very clear he doesn't <laughs> like in Chicago. Uh, we were all excited for Allen Robinson this year. I-, I thought he was one of the safest bets to get 150 targets this year. I thought Justin Fields was going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with. It just hasn't worked out. He doesn't have 11 fantasy points in a game yet this year. I said uh, on a show this week that I think he's almost droppable. The only reason I'm holding on to him right now is to see if he is dealt because the Bears don't look like they're really going anywhere this year. He, he's already been franchised once. He's made it clear he kind of wants out of there. Maybe they do try to ship him for a couple of picks or something like that. If he gets traded, I think he still could salvage his season. But if he's there in Chicago, well, like what's going to change and make it a better year for Allen Robinson? I, I, I don't see it coming. Yeah, I, I really don't either. It's, it's really a mess right now. And I was with you. I really thought, like a lot of people did, that Justin Fields is going to help elevate him 
Um, it hasn't. And uh, I actually think it was uh, Evan Silva that tweeted uh, recently that it was actually better with Andy Dalton. Maybe yeah. For Robinson, it was. It was better. His, his two best games of the year, I believe, were with Dalton. Yeah, with Andy Dalton. So this is this is definitely not worked out for us. Uh, for me, I, as much as I love the Robinson call, I, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders because I don't know what the Eagles are doing with their running game. Um, sometimes it's like they forget that that's an option, <laughs> right? That, they, that you can run the football, right? And I, I know you want to see what you have with Jalen Hurts. I get it. But you also can't ask him to stand back there and throw the ball as much as he has. You've got to be able to mix it up. They've got a good, talented, dual-threat running back in Miles Sanders. I know he's hurt right now. But when he's healthy and on the field, he can do a lot more than they have asked him to do. And it just appears that the Eagles – I keep saying it. The Eagles don't love him the same way that we all love him. So maybe it's time to, you know, maybe you need, as as uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin had, you need a conscious uncoupling, right? Just just everybody go their separate ways. We'll let Miles Sanders go somewhere where he can prosper. The Eagles can bring in a running back. Either, you know, they elevate Kenny Gainwell, they bring in somebody else they like. But let's just let let's let Miles Sanders go somewhere where he can, he can prosper because I think he's a lot better than he's given the opportunity to be. I agree, and I think that's why like the fantasy community can never quit Miles Sanders because we watch him play and we're like, this guy is talented, but he had Doug Peterson holding him back with a two RB system for so long, and now I, I just don't get what's going on. Since we two, his high in fantasy points is 10.1, and in the last five games, his high in, t- in carries is 11. He has single-digit carries in four of his last five games. Like, I, I don't get it. Uh, I think he is a better running back than he gets credit for. And selfishly, I have Kenny Gainwell on a few fantasy teams that would really benefit if Miles Sanders <laughs> was traded. I, you know, I, I do the same. I have uh, Gainwell in a couple spots. And so, like, everybody wins. Let's just let's just make this happen. I don't think it will. Um, that's not one of the names I've heard in the, the trade rumor mill. But, uh, you know, and there's definitely cool. teams out there that can use a Miles Sanders or Absolutely. an Allen Robinson. Like, Absolutely. So uh, if we were making it happen, it would happen. But we're not, sadly. Send him to the 49ers. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Be That'd be cool. Allen Robinson? No. Uh, Miles, Sanders. Miles Sanders, I think, would be pretty fun there. Yeah. That's, back. Then it'd be like one more running back that we have to try to like <laughs> you know, figure out and, uh, and sift through. Uh, since we were talking about the Eagles, Jalen Hurts has been – Kind of a medical miracle, I, I, not medical, but fantasy miracle in the sense that it doesn't really matter what is going on in the actual game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to get you 20 fantasy points. Like it just, it just seems like a lock. It, there have been times, and you pointed this out, where he, when he was in the third quarter at one point with like less than a point, mm-hmm. and he finished with 20 points. Uh, this past week, I think he only had like seven points in the third quarter, and somehow figured out how to get over twenty points. It just seems to be happening, regardless of how well he's actually playing. So, uh, how long can he keep this streak going now? As long as he wants, I think. <laughs> no, I, I know this week is a lock that he's going to keep it going. I think against the Lions, I, I think he's going to be able to run on them, throw on them. But then he gets a really tough stretch where we could see it end. Chargers, Broncos, Saints, all three tough defenses that are stingy with quarterbacks. But the issue is the Eagles play terrible for two and a half quarters. And then the end of the third and all of the fourth quarter, they're trying to come storming back. It's a lot of Hurts running, running near the goal line, taking shots downfield. So I think he is almost a lock to get 20 points pretty much weekly because of what he gives you with his legs. And if he, if it ends Marcus, I think it's going to end with like 18 or 19 points. Like I don't think Hertz is going to go out and give you like, have a, a terrible game where he gives you like eight fantasy points. I, I agree with that. And I'm looking, I, 
Right. Like, on paper, this this should happen this week, right? It should happen this week against the Lions. I feel like, you know, when they're playing the Chargers, it's a situation where he gets you some garbage time points Yep. Uh, in, in the end. um, Honestly, I feel like if it ends, Denver could sort of be a place where it ends because their, their defense is okay. Uh, their offense isn't going to score enough points to force them to yeah. really have to, you know, go hard in the, in the third and fourth quarter. So it could be, like, in Denver, against Denver, you know, in a couple weeks. It could be gets you like, with the Saints, too. Could happen with the Saints, too. But it will, I'm with you. It'll be, like, he gets you, like, 17, 18 yeah. points, right? You're not, you're not going to get an, an 11 out of Jalen Hurts. Are you buying this whole, like, Gardner Minshew could take over at some point? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's ridiculous, but I think if it happens, it'll be late, late. Like, it's not going to happen in the next month. It, it'll be, you know, hey, the Eagles are out of the playoffs. It's week 17, something like that, which sort of stinks because that, that would be championship week <laughs> if you're still if you're still playing. Um, but it's like week 17, 18. Like, hey, let's just figure out what this offense looks like with somebody else running it. But I think it's possible. I just don't think it's happening anytime soon. I, I agree with that, especially because, yeah, the Eagles are losing right now, but that's also good for them in a way because they have, you know, three draft picks, three first-round picks next year, so they're going to want to get as high of a pick as they possibly can, try to get a quarterback, I think, because I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts, the real-life quarterback long-term, but I'm 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, the fantasy quarterback. It's been a while since there's been, for me, a disparity this big between a guy's like actual performance and his fantasy performance. I put it out there, and the response I got back most commonly was Blake Bortles. Yeah, but, but Jalen Hurts, I trust a lot more in fantasy than Bortles because Bortles, you needed like a long touchdown late. Right. Like, Jalen Hurts, you just need to have the ball in his hand. And he's going to give you points. <laughs> he's going to do it one way or another. So we'll see. Uh, last big question for the week, and you sort of touched on this earlier, but is it time to just give up on the Bears passing game right now? Yeah, I, I, I had expectation last week against the Bucks because that was like not a great secondary, but they're going to be needing points. There was, I, I mean, they scored three points against the Bucks defense last week. Like, it, it just wasn't pretty. I said you could drop Darnell Mooney in my waiver wire article this week. Um, I, I think Allen Robinson is 100% benchable, getting very close to being droppable. Uh, in 10 team leagues, I think he is droppable. And then. Fields, I rank outside of the top 20 quarterbacks every week now. Like it, It's almost to the point where he's down there with like Davis Mills and those guys because he's not running, he's not throwing the ball effect, uh, efficiently. It, it's been a sw- huge swing and a miss by me, and, and, and I know some others as well, but I was very high for this Bears passing game, and it, it's just awful. It's got worse since they moved on from Trubisky, which is saying a lot. It really has, and, and we didn't think it could, but they have... I want to say they've bottomed out. I hope they've bottomed out because I don't want to see if it gets any worse than this right now. Um, And I think for me, the biggest surprise is that Justin Fields isn't running with the football. And, you know, I know Adam Rank, who obviously watches the Bears very closely, sort of has said that, you know, the way Fields runs is sort of like how Russell Wilson runs, where there's not a lot of designed runs. He's the guy who can get out of trouble when need be. Um, but he's not even doing that right now. But I would also just – I had just assumed, and, you know, you know what happens when you assume, but uh, I, I figured they would just build in some runs, some sort of, you know, designed quarterback runs for Justin Fields, and the, it hasn't happened. The one thing we liked about Trubisky when he was the starter the last couple of years is that, like, he can give us some points with his legs and, and run a little bit. And, like, they didn't even inco- – like, like you've said it time and time again. It's like they're calling play – like, trying to make Justin Fields – be Andy Dalton, and it, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. No, I don't get it. 
it's uh, it's it's head scratching, and everybody around them has sort of suffered uh, because of it. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we got some game previews on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. 
or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right. That gets us to our game previews. Uh, we go through each game on the Thursday and Sunday slates. We will start, of course, as we normally do, with Thursday night football, the Packers at the Cardinals. We mentioned at the top of the show that the Packers are going to be shorthanded at wide receiver. Yikes. Uh, so, obviously, knowing that, where are you going with uh, with somebody who's getting your attention? I think A.J. Dillon yeah. is a strong flex play this week. He's been getting more utilized as of late. I understand last week didn't go as we had planned. Marcus only three carries, one catch. But the three games before that, he had 11, 12, and 16 touches in those games. And I think this is going to be a game where the Packers being shorthanded at the receiver position, I think we'll see. And the fact that the Cardinals get so much pressure on the quarterback, I think we will see a lot of little design plays to the running backs, a lot of short dump-offs to them. And I also think they're just going to try to run the ball more than they do, try to control the clock, keep Kyler Murray and that Cardinals offense off the field. So I have Dylan inside my top 30 running backs right now. I, You know, it's been interesting to watch him sort of grow in the role that he's been given this year. Like early on, there wasn't much there. The last few weeks, they're starting to get him more touches, more targets especially. So he really is sort of stepping in and becoming the new version of Jamal Williams there. So I, I'm, I'm totally down with that, and I, I do like him this week uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, next game, Titans at Colts, which is one of the more interesting games on the schedule this week. And uh, before the show, producer Justin, who is our resident Titans fan, was sort of, uh, I would say he was like negging the the Titans, right? <laughs> he was like trying to use reverse psychology, saying that this is a letdown situation after two really big wins uh, and that he's not expecting much. We see through you. We know how you operate. <laughs> uh, but on the field, uh, and maybe this goes along with what Justin was saying here. I sort of like Carson Wentz as a sleeper option this week. Um, he very quietly, he's just hanging around there, sort of a nice QB2 option, definitely in two QB leagues. But if you just need somebody as a streaming option to fill in, um, he's been fairly consistent, usually anywhere between 17 and 20 points pretty much every single week. And I, I know what happened last week with the Titans pretty much shutting down the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect that every single yeah. week out of this defense. I just don't think they can do that. And and maybe maybe it's not a full letdown, but it's a partial exhale, and that allows Carson Wentz to go out and, and have a, a pretty decent game this week. I, I think it's time that we start giving Carson Wentz some some more love. Like over 17 fantasy points in all but one game, over 20 in two of his last three. And something that I think we do in fantasy, like – He's been playing through his ankle injuries. We just, like, forget that he's dealing with an ankle injury. And the announcers on Sunday Night Football were talking about it. Like, that did hamper him a bit. He had two ankle sprains. And then last week, 23 rushing yards, it's something he hasn't done since the ankle sprain. So if that's back in his game now, it's even – it raises his fantasy floor a bit as well. He, he should learn – to take a page out of Ben Roethlisberger's book where he lets us know <laughs> how injured he is every week. 
Because Ben's not afraid to tell us that uh, he's less than 100. Ben wants us to believe that he can barely move every <laughs> game, and then he just goes out there and wills his way. <laughs> like, seriously, he's he. It, it, according to Ben, he is sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. He's like the old, broken down Terminator <laughs> who has to face these like you know new high tech models, but somehow he's able to get it done it, every single week. He actually is that Terminator now, though. <laughs> he's pretended for years. Now he's just broken down. I just imagine Ben Roethlisberger going into a vat of lava like with a thumbs up. <laughs> that's it. That's how That's how his career is going to end. <laughs> so we say it on every show. We're going to keep saying it because that's what we do here. Go follow us on TikTok, at NFL Fantasy. We're putting stuff out all the time. Uh, again, we're trying to be entertaining. We're trying to be informative. It's TikTok. It's all short videos. It's for those of you with short attention spans. I'm one of you. It's fine. I'm not mocking you. Uh, you know, so come check us out, though, at NFL Fantasy. Uh, you can also check me out at Marcus Grant. At some point, we're going to get Florio on it, too. Uh, I got to I gotta figure out the TikTok. My attention span is so short, I can't even figure it out. Yet. See, here's the thing. It, t- it took me a good month plus to, like, figure Actually, more than that. Probably several months to kind of figure it out. That's, that's where I'm in that phase right now. Yeah. Trying to figure it out you do you have to sort of learn how to massage the algorithm so that you get you know the kind of content that you want and then once you find a sweet spot it's all good i will say every time i open up the app i see either you were ranked so that's cool so yeah and you guys are doing big things there thanks yeah i my last one was me celebrating the fact that i have a team that is no longer winless um, <laughs> you know look it i was like it happens to all of us at some point you run into a team that's just bad uh or just has bad luck and so i finally got a win thanks to that michael Pittman touchdown late against the You're- 49ers your place looked like a club in that video. Yeah, it was sort of nice. All the little effects and stuff, because normally it just distracts you from the fact that I have a child in my place. <laughs> uh, that's it. So anyway, go check us out again, NFL Fantasy, or you can check me out at Marcus Grant, uh, one or the other, or preferably both. Uh, you can do both of those. All right. Uh, let's get back to the game previews. We will start with the Steelers at the Browns. Uh, you know, Both these teams right now looking up at the Bengals, shockingly enough, in the AFC North, but both of them still expected to contend for a playoff spot. Uh, and for us and our selfish fantasy purposes, though, who are you paying attention to? I'm going to go with Chase Claypool here because this is a game where, like, you know to start Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson and, and the Browns running back, whoever is the starter, if Nick Chubb plays or not. But, like, beyond that, there's not a whole lot of great fantasy options. I think Chase Claypool is a good option, though. Uh, the Browns have struggled against wide receivers this year. They've given up uh, a, a good amount of points to the position. And then Claypool has been more utilized as of late. Uh, I know he struggled before the bye in that one Sunday night game, but before that he had over 18 fantasy points in two straight game with Juju Smith-Schuster out now. I expect it to be him and Deontay Johnson getting a bulk of the targets. So he is so explosive it only takes one long ball for him to have a good day, a good game. And with him getting all the volume, I think he's a strong wide receiver, like three or flex play. I do think he's a lot more interesting now without Juju because there are fewer targets that, that they have to spread around. Um, and they're using him in a different way, too. They're sort of moving him around a little bit more. So I, I definitely dig that. Uh, 49ers at the Bears, which on paper at the start of the year seemed like it was going to be a lot more interesting than it actually is right now uh, once we have hit week eight. But... Despite all of us lamenting about how bad the Bears' passing game has been, I say you can start Khalil Herbert because, I mean, he's not really the passing game. They, they are still trying to run the football, and they're still doing it effectively. And Herbert has been very good over the last three weeks, uh, averaging about 90 rushing yards per game, getting a ton of touches. Uh, I think he's surpassed Damian Williams on the depth chart. And I, I, I keep saying this. I think he's still going to have a role once David Montgomery is back. But for this week, he is still the guy back there. And the Niners, look, 
once upon a time, their run defense was was very feared. Right now, they're just sort of average. So I think as long as the Bears are struggling to throw the football and knowing that the Niner offense isn't necessarily going to go put up a bunch of points and run away and hide, I think Khalil Herbert should definitely be in your lineup this week. Agreed. I mean, I was hesitant for him last week against a, a tough Bucks defense, and he rushed for 100 yards, added five catches in. Like I, I think as long as David Montgomery's out, you start him. I, I think that's that's sort of the case. It's like the one thing that seems to be working for the Bears right now. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Uh, once upon a time in my life, this was like a really big game. Like back in the late 80s, early 90s, like Dolphins-Bills was sort of appointment television. Uh, not so much now. But uh, I know you'll be watching it, so so who in this game are you paying attention to? Yeah, when I was growing up, my dad loved to to scream, squish the fish every time they would play <laughs> them. Uh, I, I think Mike Gusecki is a must-start option this week and moving forward. I know the Bills have been tough on tight ends this year. I don't think it matters when it comes to Mike Gusecki. Um 18, uh, over 16 fantasy points in four of his last five games, and the one that he didn't do it, it's eight points. So if his floor is eight and his upside is over 20, you will gladly take that from a tight end. He's seeing big volume. Uh, it, the passing game has really been him and, and Jalen Waddle. I don't expect it to change even when Devontae Parker comes back. Tua just loves going to Gasicki, so I'm going to continue to start him each and every week. Yeah, I think the, the one thing I feel like we know about uh, to that uh, he's so far just kind of locked in on a couple of targets. Gasicki is one of them. Um, he just keeps hanging around, man. I know I, I always sort of use him as the poster child for like meh tight end, but he's been better than that. So uh, I'm willing to acknowledge that. Uh, Bengals at the Jets. Uh, we talked about the Jets and how there's really nobody there that we're paying attention to at all. But I will say that I feel like this is a week we can go back to the T. Higgins well. Um, and I know people are sort of frustrated because Jamar Chase has been just sucking up all the oxygen in that atmosphere. But let's not ignore the fact that T. Higgins had 15 targets last week. And in fact, in games that he has played, he actually is leading the Bengals in targets in those games. The problem is he's not getting the big, deep shots that Jamar Chase is. He's not getting the ridiculous yards after catch that Jamar Chase is. But the opportunity is there. And at some point, you got to feel like some of these things are going to start to turn his way a little bit. I'm, I'm at the point where... I think Tyler Boyd is droppable. I just don't think he's doing enough in this offense. But I, I'm not ready to close the book on T. Higgins yet. And this feels like a game uh, against the Jets, who have yet to face, I think, a really, truly deep wide receiver core. You look at their numbers against wide receivers. They look pretty good. And then you start to dig into who they've played. And there's no real team that you feel like, oh, well, you know, this is a really good team. They stopped. Uh, this is the deepest wide receiver group they, they face. And I think, I think T. Higgins kind of comes back to life this week. I'm hopeful. Um, I just want to see, like, the volume has been great. I want to see them, though, give him more shots downfield because that was something that he was able to do last year, and I get Jamar Chase is amazing, and you throw any deep ball, he's going to score a touchdown on it, but T. Higgins can do that as well, I think, so just hoping for a little bit more usage downfield, but I do think he is still a a wide receiver that you could trust. I I hope so, certainly. Uh, All right, last one in this segment, Rams at the Texans. What are we doing here? Uh, I think you should start every player on one team. I will let you guys figure out which team that is. It is the Rams offense. Uh, 
Matthew Stafford is averaging over 300 passing yards a game and three touchdowns. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in fantasy so far this year. Daryl Henderson gets all of the running back volume there. Tyler Higby gives you like 9, 10 fantasy points in a game, which is useful to trust as a tight end one. And then Robert Woods, I know he hasn't lived up to expectations, but he's still giving you you know, 13, 14, 15 fantasy points a week right now. So I think every Ram is in play in a great matchup. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams just come out after last week's close game and just, like, lay the hammer down early. I, I do feel like if you're the Texans, you saw what happened last week against the Lions, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, you know, now i got to face an, an angry bunch of Rams. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I will say this about Robert Woods. As frustrating as it has been the last two weeks, he's the wide receiver 23. So they're starting to get him more involved in the passing game, starting to get him more uh, integrated. So, you know, he's not going to catch Cooper Cup, I don't think, anytime <laughs> soon, um, who you sort of undersold. He's not just the number one wide receiver. He is the, the number one player in all of fantasy football By right far, now. right? By far. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing what he's doing right now. Do you, do you think we see a, a fake punt, uh, an onside kick, uh, all of that from the Texans? Or? No, because they're not fun. Yep. Like, the Lions are bad, but they're fun. The Texans are... Texans will wave the white flag and punt late yeah. in the fourth quarter I mean, down 30. They'll punt from, like, the Rams' 40-yard line probably <laughs> at some point in this game. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're just not fun. They're bad and not fun, which is a really awful, awful combination. Um... We are doing some starts and sit options for you here. Of course, we do them all during the week as well on the Stardom Sit'em Show. It's got Florio. It's got Kimmy Checks. It's got Adam Rank. You guys still have money guns? Oh, every week we break out the money guns. Oh, the money guns. You got to go check that out for sure. Yeah, air horns too. All of it. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL app, NFL.com, or on the YouTube channel. Also available on demand because we know that some of you have other responsibilities and you can't sit around uh, live streaming a fantasy football show all right we will take a break when we come back we will dig into our pack of trading cards and find a couple of interesting players to talk about that's next on the nfl fantasy football show you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. the Saints specifically let's talk about Leonard Fournette uh dude has been lights out recently there he is right there behind us in a little monitor for those of you who are watching the streaming show um he's been great lately has he reached the point where you feel like he's a weekly must start yeah I think he's must start Lenny now like I, I, <laughs> and, and he would appreciate that nickname because he just throws Lenny on anything, on anything and right. it's a nickname now uh he's been awesome as of late over 16 fantasy points in each of the last four games as high as 30 in those games and even in a game last week where we had Ronald Jones sightings and Keyshawn Vaughn sightings because it was out of hand he still had 17 touches gave it 17 fantasy points he is a must start option and I've come around to it no offense to any of the other high-powered offenses the Bucks are the best offense in football. They just make it look easier than everyone else, in my opinion. They are they are unfair when they are clicking the way they are. I mean, you know, you've got Brady, who is still very much on top of his game at 44 years old. Uh, he's got you know w- when everybody's healthy. And by the way, Antonio Brown uh, was on crutches at practice on Wednesday, so that doesn't really bode well for him playing this week uh, against New Orleans. But. Uh, Look, they got when everybody's healthy. They've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Maybe Brown. Maybe the best wide receiver trio in football. 
right? They've got Rob Gronkowski, who looks like he's back to being the guy we saw, at least closer to the guy we saw in New England yeah. for a lot of those years. Uh, and now they've got Leonard Fournette in the backfield, who was just sort of dominating there. So And they got depth. Like, they lose yeah. Gronk, and it's like, okay, here's everyone's fantasy darling, O.J. Howard. <laughs> like, we'll just start giving him the ball. Like Absolutely. So, you know, everything is – you're probably right. They are – the best. They are probably the deepest offense in the NFL right now, um, and they're just rolling along. Uh, the The only thing that could stop them is again that that secondary kind of having some issues, but yeah, they can score with anybody uh, in this league right now. Uh, all right. Speaking of Tom Brady, his old team, the Patriots, they're taking on the Chargers. They'll be right uh, right next door, next door neighbors. There, uh, they get a little rowdy sometimes and loud. I want to go borrow some sugar. It doesn't really work out. It's awkward. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Keenan Allen who is still a wide receiver for your Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he will be on the field. But this year has not been what we wanted it to be from Keenan Allen. Uh, and we talked about Robert Woods before and how he's sort of uh, let us down. Keenan Allen, I think you could say kind of the same thing. Should we still value him as a wide receiver one? I don't think so. I, I think it's very borderline, but I, I would say this. I think Mike Williams is more of a wide receiver one than Keenan Allen. I, I, I think Keenan Allen is more of a wide receiver two right now moving forward. The, the targets and the volume that he still sees, 24% target share, 9.7 targets per game, means that you still start him each week, but he's just not doing what he was doing last year with them. Like, he has no games with 20 fantasy points in the last – Five weeks, he has won over 15. Uh, they're not. They, they use the tight ends in the in the red zone. They they take the deep shots with Mike Williams. So he's kind of just a, a possession wide receiver too right now. I would say. I I sort of wonder if this is part of the evolution of Justin Herbert, right? Like last year, Herbert was literally thrown into the deep end to become the starter. Uh, and look, the, the smart guy says, hey, throw it to throw it to number 13. He catches everything. He's a big play guy. Let's get him involved. Now, with a little more comfort, obviously you've got a new offensive coordinator there as well, but you have a quarterback who's growing and now starting to involve other players. We've seen Mike Williams have such a really good start to the year. We've seen Jared Cook at times really get involved. Uh, we've had a, a mostly healthy season from Austin Eckler, and so I don't think it's that Keenan Allen is a worse player this year than he was last year just that they don't necessarily need him to do everything that he did Agreed. And, and, like, I was huge on Mike Williams coming into the year. Even I didn't expect Mike Williams to be doing what he's doing. But I think we do have to admit, like, Mike Williams is a much better talent than he's ever gotten credit for. Like, he is a legit NFL, very good wide receiver. And then on the short passes where Keenan has always thrived, Austin Eckler is is arguably the best at that in the game. So it's just – it is an elevation for Justin Herbert, but it's just, yeah, there's a lot of other pieces around Keaton Allen that necessarily weren't there in past years. I mean, we are seeing why Mike Williams was the number seven overall pick. Yeah. Not all that long ago by the Chargers. So, uh, all right. That gets us back to our game previews. And let's go to the Eagles and the Lions, which, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nothing about it that's super exciting. But I will say that you're going to start Kenneth Gainwell in this game. Um, We talked a little bit about Miles Sanders. He's dealing with an ankle injury, going to be out uh, for a little while. And so Gainwell, who I sort of liked anyway, um, now gets elevated to a a larger workload. It was I was ready to sort of quit on him not that long ago because just it seemed like the Eagles weren't using him. They were barely using Miles Sanders. So that made it even harder for Gainwell to get opportunity. But now with no Sanders, I think we see a lot 
from Kenny G this week, uh, especially against the Lions team that has been pretty bad against fantasy running backs. So uh, this feels sort of like a no-brainer, especially if you lost Miles Sanders. Uh, Gainwell seems like the next best option. Yeah, losing Sanders changed everything for Gainwell. I, I also will add, I, I think Boston Scott is a flex option here just because if Philly does have a lead, I think he'll be the back that they use a little bit late in the game to grind out the clock not Kenny Gainwell, but yeah. I think Gainwell does it all early on. By the way, Gainwell's still available in about 41% of NFL.com. Shouldn't leagues. be. Shouldn't be. Should be uh, Should be less than that, but he's still out there in a good number of leagues, so take a look on your waiver wire. Maybe he's uh, he's still available. Panthers at the Falcons. Uh, the Mike Davis revenge game, <laughs> if you will. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, the, the Falcons are kind of boring to talk about for fantasy because <laughs> it's like, hey, must start Kyle Pitts. You're starting Calvin Ridley. Must start Cordell Patterson. Eh. On the Panther side, though, I think this was a game that people who had Sam Darnold was like, I could I could use him in this great matchup. Yep. I don't think you can. Nope. Uh, I'm saying sit Sam Darnold. It's just been – it's bottomed out the last three weeks. Six fantasy points, 15, 2.4 the last three games. He got benched for P.J. Walker against the Giants where we thought it was a favorable matchup. I know the matchup is great. Maybe Sam Darnold can go out there and give you 20 fantasy points. I will not trust him in my starting lineup. I have a two-quarterback league where I'm not even starting him in it. Wow. Because I, I just I, – I, I'm going with Kirk Cousins and – Trevor Lawrence over him because I just think they're safer. Like, could he get benched again this week? I, I don't think it's out the realm of possibility. I'm look. I have a two quarterback league where I I feel like I'm gonna have to start him because I don't know if I have another viable option. But I'm not excited about it. And and I'm with you. If I were in a one QB league, this is not. It it hurts my heart because this is a matchup that seems great. But I I'm with you. I can't trust him after what we've seen for the last three or four weeks. It's been bad. Uh, just bad throws, bad turnovers. I I, uh, I dropped him for Daniel Jones in a one quarterback league this week. Oof, that's it, New yikes. York guys. I, I'm just trying I'm, to play the matchup. I just can't trust Sam Darnold. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that says a lot about where <laughs> Sam Darnold is now versus where he was after the first you know three weeks or so of the season. Um, I thought he was breaking out. I really thought it seemed he was. like that. It seemed like it was going that way, uh, and it has fallen apart for him in the last month or so. Man, that's no good. So I'm doing this last segment of the show under protest because during the break, uh, <laughs> producer Justin made me think about the 2005 uh, NCAA National Championship game where uh, Vince Young shredded up uh, my Trojan defense and uh, the, the Texas Longhorns won a national championship at the Rose Bowl. <sighs> All been, right. It's been downhill for both since. It really has kind of, right? <laughs> like... Things did not. I mean, Vince had a nice little short run at first uh, in the NFL, and then it sort of fell apart for him. And uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's finish out these game previews. Though we got the Washington Football Team heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. I'm going to tell you to start Jerry Judy, not because you didn't, you know, necessarily need to, you know, think that Jerry Judy was good or not good. Mostly just as a reminder that he's back now after spending some time uh, on injured reserve. He is back. Uh, he's available. He is expected to play this week. And the Broncos could certainly use him. They have been sort of up and down, especially throwing the football. They get their number one receiver back against a defense that has struggled uh, against passing games all year long. So this is just your friendly reminder that if you have Jerry Judy and he has been uh, either sitting on your bench or maybe sitting on an IR spot, whatever it is, 
get him ready and available and get him back in your lineup because this is as good a matchup as you can expect this week. I'm so excited for Jerry Judy. I, I had him pegged as a big breakout star coming into the year. I had him as a top 24 wide receiver. He looks great in the two and a half quarters that he played. I'm really excited, though, to get him back into our fantasy line. Absolutely. And I think part of it uh, even makes me feel like Teddy Bridgewater maybe has some sleeper potential this week uh, just because uh, he's got Jerry Judy back to go along with Cortland Sutton and, uh, and the rest of his pass catchers. Jaguars at Seahawks, because the schedule maker said so. Uh, what are we doing in this one? I think you could stream Trevor Lawrence. I, I said I was playing him over Sam Darnold earlier. Uh, I, I have him as a top 15 quarterback uh, in week eight. He had been playing better before the bye, and because of his bye week, he was dropped in a lot of leagues because of bye-mageddon, but... He has over 15 fantasy points in three straight, including one at 22 fantasy points. He's been running more, Marcus, over 20 rushing yards in four of his last five, two rushing touchdowns, nearly three in his last three games. And his passing yards have been up as well, 273 and 319 the last two weeks. We just need him to get a little bit more passing touchdowns going. Uh, but with it being a favorable matchup here for him, I, I think that that could happen this week. I'm excited to see what Lawrence could look like after the bye. It is it's taking some time, but he really is starting to put some some things together now, which is very exciting. Uh, side note, uh, we've learned that DJ Chark gone for the rest of the year because of that ankle injury. The name I'm seeing a lot of is uh, Jamal Agnew, um, that he may be the guy who sort of takes over in that slot role and, and starts to see some targets. Any any interest, say, in deep leagues in Agnew there? I, I think so, and, and that's a really good call uh, um, because he was getting volume, and I think it kind of gets overlooked. Seven targets and six targets the last two games – then the bye week and everyone just kind of thinks, you know, oh, it's Agnew. He's not going to – I think in a deeper league, he's definitely in play. I mean, look, as somebody who is an unabashed LaVisca Chenault stand, um, Jamal Agnew is starting to get some run. It's time that we, we sort of acknowledge that there. Um, Sunday night football, the Cowboys at the Vikings. This one looks really interesting. This looks like it could be a very, very fun game. And I will say we know you're starting your, your main Cowboys, whether, you know, Dak, Cooper, Lamb, Zeke, all that. Um, on the other side, I think you can start Kirk Cousins in this game. Uh, he's been playing very, very well so far this season. And like the start of the year, the schedule was very favorable to him. But even lately in some maybe more difficult matchups, he's stepped up and, and played some really good football. I think this is another opportunity to get him in there. For all the talk about Trayvon Diggs, understandably, um, Dallas is still giving up some yards and some points, especially at the quarterback position. More often than not this year, Cousins has been around 22, 24 points. I think he can sort of keep that going this week. So we know you're cool with Justin Jefferson. You're probably starting Adam Thielen. Um, but if you're needing another quarterback, Kirk Cousins should definitely be on your radar this week. Completely agree. And and I saw someone on Twitter the other day say if their kicker made all of their kicks this year, he would be in the MVP discussion, which wow. sounds wild, but maybe probably not, not. Probably not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. So, huh, Kirk Cousins, who would have thought? <laughs> who I should say that. Adam Rank actually has been on top of the Kirk Cousins thing, maybe because he wants to sort of try to hate on Kirk Cousins, and he, he can't really because the dude's actually playing really well right yeah. now. Yeah. Who knows? All right. I look at our sleepers for week eight. So we each have a pair. Start us off with who you got. 
I, I said earlier I like him a bit, but Boston Scott, I think, is a sleeper that you could get off the waiver wire and into your starting lineup this week. It, it helps that it's the best matchup that running backs could have against the Lions, but he actually had more carries than Kenny Gainwell did last week, and he had three touches inside the 10-yard line compared to Gainwell's one. So I think he has a good chance of scoring a touchdown in this matchup. The Lions give up more touchdowns to running backs than anyone. And I, I, I said it earlier, I think if the Eagles have a lead late, it'll be Boston Scott grinding out the clock, not Kenny Gainwell. I do think this is going to be kind of a two running back rotation. I don't expect Gainwell to get all of the work, so Boston Scott is definitely, I think, in play this week. Uh, I got another running back, and it's Zach Moss, and it's been cool that it seems like the Bills have decided to make him their lead running back. What has been frustrating is that even then, the opportunity in the production has been kind of meh. I mean, all of that opportunity, he's still only getting you maybe 10, 11 fantasy points per week. This feels like an opportunity for him to step it up a little bit against the Dolphin defense that has been kind of awful and uh, giving up the second most red zone touches to running backs this year. So there's a chance, especially down near the goal line, for Moss to maybe make some hay. So I don't know if he's a guy that you can confidently start every single week, but this feels like a week that, that could be a big Zach Moss week. Yeah, he dominated against Miami in week two, and he's also the back that they use when they have a lead late and – they could have. I expect them to have game. a lead late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, who else are you looking at as a sleeper this week? I think Darius Slayton is a good sleeper. He saw. I, I mean, we got an alert today that Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, <laughs> Sterling Shepard are all iffy for Monday Night Football. So with all of those guys being banged up, I think Darius Slayton is a nice sleeper in a great matchup. He had nine targets last week, and Marcus, I think he's especially a good candidate if you have a Kadarius Tony or Sterling Shepard or. Uh, Saquon Barkley that you're hoping to start on Monday because if they sit, you could then flex, uh, throw him in their flex spot there over one of those other Giants players. I, I think Slayton is, is, you know, I think he's a good player, but I also think by process of elimination, he, yeah. he ends up sort of being a really nice play this week. What's going to be frustrating for people is, as you mentioned, all those guys are sort of up in the air, and because it's the Monday night game, you are going to be forced to make a decision before then. You're going to have to probably make your decision on Sunday morning about whether you believe these guys are going to play. If they don't, you might be in a pretty bad way. So we'll see. Also, maybe the Chiefs are a sleeper defense this week. Potentially. Uh, I don't know, though. They've looked they've pretty bad. They've been really bad. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, my last one for this segment is Jamal Williams. And it's been a while, I think, since we've thought about Jamal Williams as a fantasy-relevant option. The last few weeks, the, the production, the fantasy numbers have not been particularly good. But... I think against the Eagles this week, you will see him involved. I don't really expect either one of these teams to get out to a big lead. So I think all of the the fantasy-relevant players are probably going to be in play. And we've seen the last couple of weeks, Williams starting to get more touches again. Uh, obviously, it's been hard because DeAndre Swift's been really good. I don't think anybody in their right mind expected that DeAndre Swift would be the RB2 right now behind yeah. Derrick Henry. Um, but I do think there's an opportunity where, especially maybe late in this game, we see Jamal Williams get some chances. Uh, and if he can somehow score a touchdown, then I think he ends up getting you a, a pretty good fantasy day against Philadelphia. Swift taking all the, the targets kind of hurt him. And, and you said the fantasy production hasn't been great as of late, but the opportunity is still there. He has 12 or more touches in all but one game in his last five. Yeah. So so he's getting the ball. 
Uh, he just hasn't turned it into anything. I think this is a week where maybe he turns that into some something decent. So uh, we will see. But if you want more sleepers, you can check out my weekly sleepers column at NFL.com slash sleepers. I got a whole list of them there. Uh, and just uh, a few other things we touch on in that column. So go check it out, please. Uh, on top of it, we've got NFL Fantasy Game Day on Sundays. You're there. Kimmy's there. Uh, I think this week it's Adam Rank. I think so. Yeah, we've been on a rotation, me and Rank. <laughs> so uh, I think this week Rank comes out of the pen, uh, and he's going to be the opener for this one. So you go check that one out. Uh, but it's a fun show. It's a fun show, and it's going to be on Halloween, so it's oh. going to be extra fun, I would imagine. Do you know if you, do you guys know if you're wearing costumes for this I, one? I haven't been told if we should or not yet, okay. but I, I'm always down i, I still have my sir per costume right, to break right. out uh i i was thinking about buying a pickle rick costume oh rick and morty. pickle rick i'm i'm all about rick and morty so uh i would endorse that wholeheartedly <laughs> but uh, you can check that out starting at noon eastern on sundays you know all the spots the nfl app the nfl fantasy app nfl.com youtube uh where matt okada is also there answering your questions so if you have a burning question about your lineup or maybe even life i don't know maybe he answers those too just throw them in there see what happens shoot your shot i don't know don't, don't let me tell you what to do <laughs> all right anyway for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, what do chickens think we taste like? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated. Enjoy week eight, and we'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.